When you make Kiddush Friday night or when you come home Friday night, should the chalice be on the table? Or after you make Kiddush, before you wash, your wife can bring out the chalice, put them under the challah decal, and then make hamaytzi. Shulchan Aruch doesn't talk about it. Taisvis Bayas says, he says, in the olden days, he says on the Gemara, the shavin, People used to have these little tables. You would make Kiddush and they'd bring the table with the food in front of you, make Hamaitzi and eat. Taisa says, what is the reason for that? He brings a Shultis. He says, the, the Suda should come welcome the Shabbos. It's like when you go into a restaurant, the food isn't there on the table. You order it and the food comes to welcome you. Or sort of like by Bayichala, Bayichala, they used to walk out to welcome the Shabbos. That's where it comes from, why they turn around. So you go to the door to welcome the food should come towards you. That's what he says. So Tyson says, that's what they used to do in the olden days. Today, he says, the table is too heavy to move. So we, by covering it, it's sort of like making believe the chalas aren't there. And then when we uncover it, then it comes to welcome the Shabbos. But according to Tyson, it's very possible. You could have the chalas in the kitchen and it, bring them afterwards. And by the way, the Goyen says, in the Maiserav, he says he learned Tyson literally or the Shultus literally. He would keep the chalas out of the dining room and bring them in for the Hamaitzi, cover them, etc. For that very reason, but the Aruch HaShulchan, and I don't know what his Makair is, he writes, V'hachalos mechrochos liyos ala shulchan beis ha-kiddish. K'yechidit havi suda, ha-suda beis ha-kiddish, that's Yikra de Shabbata. I don't see any Makair for the Aruch HaShulchan. You certainly don't see that from Taisvis. The Maiserav certainly says you don't have to. Where would be an Afkamina? Interesting, Shaila. There are people, a Talmud Chacham asked, he said, his wife likes to keep the chalas on the blech till the last minute, so that when they cut the chalas, they're piping hot. But, according to the Aruch HaShulchan, you would have to have them there by Kiddush. So you have to bring them in, often from Kiddush to Washington, it could be 10, 15 minutes, till everybody gets together, you sing Shalom Aleichem, and Eish Chayil, etc., etc. By then, they've cooled off considerably. Does he have to bring them in or not? So since from Taisvis, you don't have a Klaraya, and the Maiserav says you could bring them in afterwards, so I would say in such a situation where you're doing it, L'Kavid the Shabbos, that Chalas should be hot, there would certainly be room to say that you could bring them in post-Kiddush before the Habaytzi. But Ask your local Orthodox rabbi, Shulchan Aruch doesn't mention the halacha. I would be remiss if I didn't tell you two interesting stories. One is from Rabbi Yashiber Soloveitchik. In America, he was a giant. He was often invited to different conventions, etc. And he never liked to go. And one time, they really put the squeeze on him. So he went for Shabbos. And Friday night, he came into, was in a very nice hotel. And all the tables, not only did they have, they had the wine, the chalas, chalas I'm sure covered. But on top of that, they had, you know, hummus and pickles and peppers, whatever. You know, everything from the appetizing store was waiting on the tables like people do. And he started screaming. He said, this is why I don't like to come. The Ferrisha Taisvis, the what at the meat, you're not supposed to see anything. Why? The Shultis. The Suda shouldn't be waiting there ready, but the Suda should come to the Shabbos. So he learned it, which is how you should learn Taisvis, not just on the challah, but on all the dips and the condiments, etc. That should come afterwards too. So from this Maiserav, you see, regardless of whether you keep the Chalas Kavanat the way most people do, but certainly all those extra things, if you do bring them out in advance, they also have to be covered, but even better is to bring them later. And I would certainly be remiss if I didn't mention this. Dershalmi says another reason why we cover the Chalas, not just like the Shultis that Taishis brings. He says because not to embarrass the Chala, which is Chita, uh, when we make that Gefen first, we're really supposed to make the Chita comes first in the bra- in the Pasik. Since we don't want to embarrass the Chalas, so we cover the them when we're making Kiddush first. So there's a story, fabulous story with the Chafetz Chaim.
time, he one time went to Lodge, and Chavetz Chaim and his generation was like the biggest star. Mishnabura was accepted in the whole world, the Shmir Salashin. Everybody wanted him by him. So one very prominent individual begged the Chavetz Chaim, stay by me, please. Chavetz Chaim went to him. Friday night, half of Lodge was there. A thousand people, thousands. Lodge was a huge Yiddish population. Came to see the Chavetz Chaim, and the Chalas were on the table, and there was Kiddush, and he was about to make Kiddush. He sees they're not covered. So this host starts screaming at his wife, screaming for his wife. Rebetzin, bring, bring the challah And a few minutes later, she came running out. Obviously, a thousand people waiting. She puts it on. The guy makes Kiddush. The Chafetz Chaim turned to this fellow and he remarked. He said, do you know why we, we cover the challahs? So as not to embarrass the challahs, which are a daimim. Hint, hint, and you just embarrassed your wife, which is Barabim, which is an Isidaraisa. Just an example of how sometimes a halacha, we lose proper perspective on what the message of the halacha really is. Please forgive me for saying another Vartampurim. I just you have to pull my hands off this holy yamtif. And let me leave us all with a tefillah, baby, you and I, Kedavin, for ourselves after this Purim. The word Esther means hidden. And it's very befitting, because Esther really is hidden. Her first appearance is, Ish Yehudi Haya Abira. His whole yichas, Ben Yoyer, Ben Shimi, Ben Kish, Ish Yemini, Asher Hagla is history. And she is Hadassah, this little orphan who he adopted. In fact, the Gemara says she wasn't just an orphan, but she never really had parents. Her mother died at childbirth. Her father died after she conceived. She had no family, a nobody. And what is the way to Esther? Nothing, no opinion, no fight, no attempt to hide. And and then what does she do? She doesn't tell her background. Ki Mardechai powerful Mardechai. She nothing. And while she's there, like she was noisaschein. She never asked for anything. Never lifted her voice. Never voiced a request. When Mardechai finds out about Big Son Vashera, she does everything b'shem Mardechai. She wants to be like they say in Hebrew, Rosh Katan, anonymous, inconspicuous. And here's even more amazing when. She sends out the messenger to find out he comes back and Marta, tell her that the Haman wants to kill all the Jews in Shushan and all the... How could she not know? She lived in the palace together with Achashverosh. She just didn't know anything. She, she didn't even read the Mishpacha, the Ami, the Hamodia, the Yata. She didn't read any. She was just really totally ignorant. She was Esther, really... And then what happens? Mordechai tells her, listen, finally, and more than that, this is your life's mission. This is why you're here. And suddenly, metamorphosis into a butterfly. He tells her, she suddenly is giving the orders. Really? I have a mission here? She metamorphosizes. She tells Mordechai, starts giving orders. And he does it. And then Mordechai says, go tell Achashverosh. She does something much smarter. She uses her wiles. She starts strategizing. Hmm, if I go into Achashverosh, tell him to kill Haman. I don't know that he'll listen to me. But I bet you I could make Achashverosh jealous. Let me make multiple suitors and say, I want Haman to come. Get Achashverosh thinking. Suddenly she's thinking. She has a board of directors. She's, she's added a box. She's creative. She, she's on a mission. She's not the fly anymore. She's the windshield. And then after Haman's execution, Esther steps into this new leadership role naturally. She begs the king to kill Haman, to kill his family. She asks for another day. She has Mordechai appointed over base Haman. This meek, timid orphan girl is roaring like a lion. So what's how it's feeling? She found her mission. When we come away from Purim, we should say, Rabbi Nishalaylam.
In all of our hearts, there is a lion. Please give us that ability to roar. Open up our eyes to what our unique mission is. That's the tefillah that I leave this Purim with. I hope you leave it with it too.